Hey, hey, everybody. It's Sam here from Sap and Chats. I am running solo tonight uh, or this afternoon. First and foremost, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers around the world. Uh, I hope you're getting spoiled. I hope the flowers. I hope you're getting everything you guys want. Um, without you, ladies, none of us would be here, literally, physically. That's just the way it is, man. But hey, last night, wow, what happened? Hey, a lot of people are saying upset, upset, shock of the year, upset of the year. Yeah, it was an upset, but I don't think it was upset of the year. And, you know, I, I, I don't see why most of the headlines are reading that way. Um, I think everyone knew that people had a chance coming into this. Uh, he was the bigger man. He, he, he had four inches on him in height. He had two inches on him in reach. Um, Canelo lost. Plain and simple, he he got outboxed and Canelo showed his frustration, I feel, and I think that just kind of led to it. And as we kind of get into this now a little bit here, uh, you'll start to see what I'm saying here. Um, you know, right from the get-go, Bivol believed in himself, you know, like this whole week, you could see it in the press conferences, at the weigh-ins, at, at the interviews that he just kind of did along the way. Uh, he shut everyone out. I mean, no one gave him a chance. Nobody gave him a chance except maybe people closest to him and maybe the people closest to Canelo in his camp and maybe even Canelo gave him a chance. But as fans, uh, media, I don't think anyone really gave him an opportunity. Most people didn't anyways. I'm sure there are people out there who did, obviously, but for the most part, the noise was he doesn't stand a chance. And I, I think Dimitri Bibble did a great job of... Um, handling that and not buying into that pressure in any way or that public perception and sticking to what he believes in and you know what honestly I think that's a great lesson to be learned for everybody and anyone in in life uh believe in yourself man a prime example of it right here do not listen to the negative stick to the positive believe in yourself and and uh, things will happen maybe boxing maybe SCR stamp and chance you know we believe in ourselves to to get out this great podcast for you guys every week i mean i think it's great i mean that's just my own bias but uh i feel we're just kind of growing and getting better as we go along here that being said um please take a second right now just to go to the bottom of your screen there and like and subscribe and um if you're listening to this on apple spotify wherever you listen to your podcast please download it like it give us a review comments man please leave comments if, you know i'd love to hear from everyone i don't you know if it's negative if it's positive it's all awesome because negative comments can always be turned into a positive in some way i feel um so yeah please you know keep keep that keep that for us going uh that would be amazing if you guys could do that um so yeah so let's get right into this thing man uh you know he he basically came out there the aggressor from round one um you know with his left with his trusty left hand to to canelo's body that's kind of how the fight started you know he was the aggressor from there he just you know said to his game plan and you know put it in motion just working that jab staying on the outside um not really giving much for canelo to to kind of look at or, or to work with and um you could tell this was frustrating him as, as the fight progressed. Uh, Bibble's arm was just beat red uh, from the shots that he took. But um, I think Ryan Garcia made a comment about that, saying that, you know, points aren't scored that way. So, you know, I don't know. You know, he, he got his shots in, but I don't think he got the shots that he wanted. And I really feel that 
Canelo was just focused so much more on power than actually boxing that he basically got outboxed, man. The boxer outboxed the boxer. Um, the loss, Canelo snapped a 14-fight win streak with that loss, uh, the last one coming to Floyd in 2013. An interesting point about that, though, hey, check this out. So Canelo only landed 84 shots in this entire fight. That's the lowest number of shots that he has thrown or landed, sorry, in any fight. The lowest before that was 117 that he landed against Floyd. I don't know. I don't know if there's a formula there or not, but um, whatever Bibble was doing, man, it was working. So, you know, um, just looking at the shot totals and everything, you know, here, you know, just kind of breaking that down a little bit more here. Um, Bivol threw an average of 59 punches per round, landing about 13, the average of 13, where Canelo was averaging 41 thrown punches around, uh, landing an average of seven. In fact, Canelo only had two rounds in this entire fight where he threw more than, you know, double touch, you know, more than you know, a single digit uh, number of shots. Um, that would have been in the ninth and the 11th where he landed 10. Uh, sorry, yeah, Canelo double digit shots here. Sorry, I'm just kind of looking at my notes here. In the ninth, he threw about 10, and I believe he threw 12 in the 11th round. So 10 and 12, those were the ninth, nine round, ninth round and the 11th round were the only rounds that he actually had double digit landed shots in this entire fight. Uh, total total punch count, 84 for 495. Ten of those were jabs, and 74 uh, of those were power shots for Canelo. Bibble, on the other hand, threw 150, landed 151 of his 710 shots. 46 of those were jabs. 106 were power punches. Um, after the fight, they asked Bibble, you know, about the rematch. Canelo's already said right away, yes, you know. He wants to have that rematch and he wants to get that going. So uh, that looks like the fight that's going to be happening in September now. Uh, poor Triple G, he kind of lost out on all of this. He did his part. He won. But uh, I guess it's the Dimitri Bivol and Canelo show one more time this September. That's where it's all kind of leading to. Let's see how it plays out. We don't know. Negotiations are going to have to take place here again. Uh, Bibble did say that he just wants people to respect him now and, and respect his power and respect his ability. And I think, you know, we, we need to do that. I think it's very similar to what's happening with Charles Oliveira over at UFC in the lightweight division. Every fight this guy goes into, he's the underdog or, or he's considered, uh, you know, he doesn't have a chance against the Dustin Poirier's or the Michael Chandler's. But uh, he's handled everyone that he's put in front of him. And last night, um, you know, he, he handled Justin Gaethje very easily as well. I mean, he took a power shot, but he came back and he just proved himself again and again. So uh, an unfortunate situation there with him being stripped of the title for weight loss. But uh, I don't know. Let's see where that kind of goes to. But hey, let's get back to what we are talking about here with Canelo and Bivol. So Canelo is set to make $53 million off this fight alone. 15 of that. 15 million of that is guaranteed. I think the rest of it will be made up in pay-per-view and the gate revenue. 
Bivol, on the other hand, is making two million for this fight guaranteed, a potential of maybe five, considering the gates and revenues from the fight itself. So let's see. I think that's what Bivol was kind of leading to here as well. Like, you know, the, he deserves more money. He deserves to be treated like the champion here. Uh, you know, even with the walkouts last night, it was the Canelo show. Obviously, champion came out first and, you know, Canelo came out with the pageantry, which is what it's supposed to be. It's Cinco de Mayo weekend. It's supposed to be that way. I get it. There's no, you know, argument on my side for any of that. Um, but yeah, you know, Bivo, I think they're going to have to renegotiate this thing properly now and, uh, you know, get, give Bivol his just due. I mean, this is his biggest payday uh, ever, considering the last two fights that he had against um, against uh, Craig Richards and Umar Salomon. Uh, he made about 500000 off of those two fights alone. So, uh, you know, I think it all comes down to respect for him now and uh, what 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 he truly deserves. And I think he proved himself here. He proved to be the better boxer on the night. He stuck to his game plan. He did everything that he was supposed to. He worked his jab. He kept him on the outside and he frustrated frustrated Canelo a lot. Uh, when asked if, if Canelo hurt him, he said, yes, absolutely. He did feel his power. But I mean, I think the one thing that may be lost here on a lot of people and maybe realizing it now as well like yes canelo was powerful but he is going up against you know a, a guy that could probably handle that kind of power i mean the more you go up and wait the stronger the guys get so you know canelo's power probably did affect him obviously but it wasn't that kind of power that you know a billy joe sanders felt or a caleb Papp felt or whatnot like where most of these other fights that he had before you know for the majority of the fact these guys brought one element into the ring that he had to kind of be wary of or, or kind of gauge and, and kind of figure out. And he's been really successful at it. In this particular fight, I think Bivol brought multiple tools to the ring. And, um, you know, Canelo had the game plan. I think he knew what he wanted to do with most of his shots being at the body. He really didn't affect the arms. He just kind of worked that body as best as he could, which I thought would be his game plan. Just work the body, you know, make it soft, work, weaken him and, and kind of come in and do his thing. But he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. He couldn't get it done. And uh, that frustration started to set in. Um Canelo definitely looked worse for wear for that fight. I mean, getting all those shots, his face was kind of bruised up. But um, I think for the most part, both guys pretty much came out of that fight on skate without, you know, the marks on Bibble's arm. His face looked fine. I, I couldn't see any marks on it at all. Um, but yeah, no, an exciting fight. The crowd was great. It's an unfortunate situation. Um for, for, for the pro Canelo crowd, obviously, uh, Cinco de Mayo weekend, but um, I haven't really heard of anything happening after the fight or, or um, you know, anything negative coming out of that fight at all for them. Canelo did accept the defeat, which is really cool. I was really happy to see him do that. Um, you know, he basically said, this is boxing, you know, this is how it goes. You win, you lose. And, you know, tonight he lost and he accepted that loss and he realized, you know, that, that, he he wasn't up for that. He couldn't get it done. And uh you know, I, I think a lot of respect goes to Bibble for for silencing a lot of the critics and silencing a lot of the people that uh didn't think he could. Um he said that he took a lot from watching his fight against Kovalev, but uh, you know, I, I think uh when he fought when Canelo did fight Kovalev, uh 
he was an older man. He he was kind of diminished in in his skill set, and he did have the right idea as as he started that fight with with uh, working from the outside and using the jab and using you know the distance and whatnot. And it worked for a while, but I guess you know him being older and the time just kind of catching up with him, it, it just kind of played out the way it did. And I think a lot of fans based this particular encounter at 175 to be similar based to that and um you know he came in against a guy who's in his prime and uh, same age everything so really i don't see what the surprise is I, I i come back to that again because i just reading the headlines this morning and late last night as they were coming out shocking defeat upset of the year as i started this off with and i really don't think it was an upset i really don't i mean yes it was an upset in the sense that canelo lost and you know you don't expect to see that but the guy he lost to had every right in beating him. There, there was no reason for anyone to doubt him. If he lost, okay, fine, you can accept that, you know, but, but being shocked and calling it upset of the year, from one perspective, I can understand it just because of the name and who he is. Um, but at the end of the day, from a boxing standpoint, I don't think it was an upset. I think the right man won, and um, I think this is going to set up for September now. Something really interesting here. So this is a match room thing. This is all Eddie Hearns. Uh, Amanda Serrano uh, tweeted earlier today, which I thought was kind of cool, and I don't know if it's a possibility, but what you could possibly look at is a night of rematches um, with Katie Taylor and Serrano in one fight and having Bivol and Canelo in another. That would be a massive card. Can you imagine that? We're, I mean, that could actually be held at Allegiant Stadium in Vegas, I would think. I mean, if those two girls are selling out Madison Square Garden, Canelo and uh, Bivol, you know, selling out, I don't know if it was a sellout or not, but I mean, it was close to a sellout. It had to have been um, for, for the fight last night. You put those two fights together and you throw in a nice little undercard under that, I think you could potentially, potentially sell out a legion for this. I don't know. Just saying. Something to think about. But yeah, that's basically what I have for you guys right now. Just a quick hit. I just wanted to get something out here to the fans uh, just to talk about this a little bit. Share your comments down below. Let me know what you guys thought of the fight or, or how you thought it played out and uh, if I'm wrong in anything. Uh, educate me. Let me learn as well from you guys. That's the whole beauty of this. I get to talk and, and and share my opinions. And you know, sometimes they're right, sometimes they're wrong. But I need you guys to kind of interact with us and let us know what's going on. Missing Mr. Chance Michaels. Uh, probably he's been busy today with Mother's Day stuff and whatnot. So a big shout out to Brother Chance, who was very happy with the outcome of this fight. This is what he wanted. My heart wanted this too, but my logic was telling me something else. Um, congratulations, Dimitri Bivol, man. Well done. You you upset the greatest boxer today. Where does this leave him now? Does this bring him into the top five for pound for pound? I think so. I mean, you don't throw, I don't think you dethrone Canelo just yet. I think he's still the best fighter in the world. He just met up with a guy that was bigger, stronger, and well, I don't know if he was stronger, but he was bigger, and he had an amazing skill set. You know, I think that's fair. And uh, you know what? Respect to Canelo for taking the fight. I mean, it's not every fight's going to be a cakewalk. This was probably his toughest challenge, in my opinion, since Triple G. And, um, you know, he, he came out on the other side of it, and he's handled it in stride. He's been worthy 
to worthy of it all in terms of how he's handled it with the respect and uh, whatnot, not making any excuses. So, you know, for that, I, I do respect Canelo a lot. Um, you know, I, I, I hope that this fight gets done and I really hope that Bibble gets his due this time. I hope he gets his respect that he's asking for. And I think he's earned it. I think he deserves it. I think he deserved it from before. I think he earned it from before, but sometimes you got to be on a stage of this magnitude to actually earn it and get it from everyone. So uh, to the Canelo fans out there, I'm sorry. I hope this didn't spoil your Cinco de Mayo weekend. I hope everyone enjoyed the fight and had a good night. Um, the undercard was really good too. Shakram, um, he, he put on a great fight there as well. So, you know, he's someone to look out for in the welterweight division. Um, Montana Love, he looked really good as well. So that was kind of cool to kind of see. Sorry about that. I had a cough here. Uh, so, yeah, no, overall, the undercard was really good. Montana Love, like I was saying, looked pretty good. Um, he was challenged a bit. I don't think he was anticipating uh, the fight that he got there. Um got you know he 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 had to work for that win and that was kind of good for him too he's never been out of the eighth round so good for him uh good on picking up that victory and uh let's see where the future goes for him that guy's just basically been working his ass off and nothing but respect to him and his little dog so that all being said um good night of fights uh overall the undercard was great um you know the main event was amazing Eddie Reynoso taking three losses over the last couple of weeks, that notable losses anyways. I mean, uh, Oscar losing last week, Canelo losing, and um, the fellow that, that Chakram fought as well is also from the Canelo camp as well. I apologize. I didn't write down the name here in front of me right now. So, um, yeah, that all being said and done, a great night. Wow, what a phenomenal night that we had out of the – AT or sorry the T the T Mobile Arena last night I messed it up by calling the AT&T Mobile call that my Hulk Hogan moment from WrestleMania 30 when he called the silver or sorry the Superdome the Silver Dome um but yeah the T Mobile Arena in Las Vegas Nevada I wish I was there I wish I could have been at that fight the energy everything looked really amazing just coming off of being there for Shakir Stevenson and Oscar Valdez um you know, I wish we had the other week, but hey, you know what? That's okay. Let's just see what's coming up here, and you never know where we're going to be next. Um, that being said, let's take a quick peek at what's coming up here. Some notable fights that uh, I think fans are going to find really exciting, and I can't wait to talk about with you guys uh, and Chance as well. So Saturday, May 14th, we're looking at Jermel Charlo versus Brian Castano. This is part two. So this is going to be a really good fight. We'll break this down a little bit further uh, before the fight and give you guys a little bit more insight on what happened in part one and uh, what to expect from part two. Saturday, May 21st, David Lemieux versus David Benavides. That's going to be a good fight as well. That should be really fun. May 28th, Gervonta, Gervonta Davis, Tank Davis versus Roby Romero. I try to be unbiased. I try to kind of, you know, show both sides worth. And I will do this, but I'll be honest. I have a bias. I, I want to see Tank win this fight because I'm not a fan of Roby. I just, I'm not. I, I, you know, changed my mind. And the big one coming up in June. 
Devin Haney versus George Camboso Jr. to unify all the belts. That's going to be a sick fight. Something interesting about this, I've been listening to a couple of interviews, and I don't know how I missed it, but um, so Haney left Matchroom and signed a two-fight deal with Top Rank in order to get this fight. So the first fight is going to be in Australia. Um, the second fight, which is already you know etched and, and kind of locked up, it's going to be in Australia also. So if Haney does win, he has to defend against George in Australia again. So Devin Haney's next two fights will be happening in Australia. Um, that probably didn't make Eddie Hearns too happy to kind of lose his guy that way. But you know what? This is boxing and you got to go where you have to go. Um, if Matchroom couldn't get it done, you know, then he had to do what he had to do. And uh, he doesn't feel up, you know, it sucks. He gets it, but he also understands in order to do what he needs to do in order to become undisputed, this is the path that he has to take. And I don't, you know what, I'm, I, I'm okay with that completely. I think it's great. I think that boxing needs more of this. I'm hoping this this next generation of, of superstars that we're starting to see emerge, uh, the Haney's, the Bud Crawford's, the Errol Spence's, uh, the David Benavides, the Tanks, the Rollies, all of them. Um, let's get it right, guys. You know what? These are the fights to make. You're all in your primes. Everybody wants to see you guys fight now. You know, the Manny, Manny versus Floyd should have happened 10 years before, you know, 10 years earlier from the time that it actually happened. That would have been an amazing fight. But, you know, that's one of the problems of this sport that I love so much is just the right guys aren't fighting at the right times. And, you know, no one's really getting the fights that we want to see. And when we do see them, one of them's past their prime or both are past their primes. So I guess that's a fair fight if both are past their primes, but, you know, we want to see those fights and I, you know, USC does it right. They, they give us those fights that we want to see the fights that need to be seen, you know, who is the best for best. And, uh, I think the closest we got to that was probably Katie Taylor and Serrano, number one against number two. So I, I really hope boxing, you know, kind of learns from this and, and sees the benefit of putting on the right fights at the right time, opposed to waiting and waiting and waiting. Uh, Canelo did that with Triple G. I mean, he called him out and he brought him into the ring, but the first fight didn't happen for a year and a half. So I hope that kind of changes. I hope that attitude changes and, you know, it'll just make the sport better and it'll just make it so much more enjoyable for the casual fan, for the everyday fan, for the hardcore fan. Yeah, man. So that all being said, this is just a quick little, you know, I wanted to get this out to you guys today. Uh, it's Mother's Day. So I am now going to go spend some time with my family, enjoying their company and hanging out and uh, having a little bit of fun. That being said, stay tuned. We will come back with more boxing for you guys, a bit more detailed information about these other fights so you guys know what's going on. Our wrestling podcast has been kind of a bit of a standstill, but you know what? That being said, we will be bringing that back very, very soon as well. There was just so much boxing to talk about, so much boxing to watch. This weekend in particular, uh, you know, you, you had fights out of Toronto where former IBF, two-time IBF bantamweight champion Steve Molitor, the uh, Canadian kid, was calling fights for DAZN. His introduction, his his debut on DAZN. So if you guys have DAZN, check that out. It was a great card. I think Steve did an amazing job out there as he 
went on, the confidence grew, I felt, and uh, I really see him having a future as a color man in the sport. It's good to see that these guys have these opportunities after their careers, and I really hope uh, Steve Molitor um, has an amazing, amazing run with this. Um, that being said, so yeah, check that out. That was a great card out of Toronto. That's available on DAZN as well, uh, a Cinco de Mayo card. It was some local talents. Um, so yeah, check that out. It was a good card. I really recommend it. Prospects, prospects, prospects. We already know who all the big names are. At Sap and Chance, I, I and Chance want to make sure you guys know who the up-and-comers are as well so we know where everyone is and who's coming and who's going. And uh, yeah, we are going to keep doing that for you guys. So that all being said, my name is Bobby Sampson. I really want to take this opportunity to say thank you to all of you for supporting us in any way that you can and in all the ways that you have. Uh, thank you for letting us in your years and giving us the opportunity to share our thoughts and our opinions. Again, please like, comment, um, give us feedback, man. Give me feedback. I want feedback. I don't care if it's bad or good. You know what? It's all good because from it's all an opportunity to learn, to make this better, to make this grow. So yeah, that's it for me. I'm Bobby Sampson. I want to wish you all a very, very happy Mother's Day. And um, we'll talk to you soon. God bless and uh, stay humble. Good night.